0: Welcome into A to Z Sports prime time on a Sunday night, not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Instead, we're here live from Lumen Field. Proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, Two Rivers Ford has been delivering exceptional customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at TwoRiversFord.com. .com. Kevo says, Buck, your tag is still on your jacket. Nobody. This is my, uh, this is my credential. This is to make sure that I can get around the building and make sure that everything is all right. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, a lot of you guys are pointing out the tag on my coat. No, this is my working press credential for the Titans and the Seahawks. I always wear them on my wrist. That way I don't lose it. So yeah, it may look like the tag is still on the coat, but that means that your boy is credential flex on him says Rashad. That's right, baby. What else are you going to do? But good looking out. I appreciate you guys giving me the heads up. You you think I wouldn't notice this thing dangling from my wrist all night? Well, actually, I forget it a lot of times, which is why I have to wear it on my wrist so they don't stop me while I'm wandering around the stadium. Anyway, proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z sports gets you in on all the action. In the DraftKings Sportsbook app, any new tax write-off, says Collins? Yeah, maybe I'll tell you about one later. In fact, this whole trip is a tax write-off. Right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress with the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. And, of course, Brimac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. So, Titans win. Titans win in overtime. Titans win in dramatic fashion. I went back through the stat sheets. They print them all out for us throughout the course of the show or throughout the course of the game. And uh, I still can't believe what I looked at on paper after this game had concluded. 33-30 on a Randy Bullock, a fat Randy field goal is what we will call them. And it was in doubt, right? It was in doubt towards the end of that game, certainly when they were driving, certainly after the, what did he have? He had a 44-yard miss. He was four of five on the day, including the game winner from 36 yards. To seal it, he was, uh, it was something, it was something that uh, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the result. I couldn't believe that they got themselves back in that game. I couldn't believe that it was going to come down to Fat Randy. I really couldn't. All of it was completely perplexing to me and now as Onyx Aces on Twitch points out Pete Carroll is 11 and one this being the one in home openers as the Seattle Seahawks head coach it is a really really interesting situation now EA brings up the walk-off safety in which uh, he suggests that the Titans were robbed and there was a lot of robbery going on both of the Titans particularly I mean some more impactful plays for the Titans than for the Seahawks but that That a taunting call on, I can't remember who the DB was that was trailing A.J. Brown that had, had been beaten by A.J. Brown, and A.J. Brown's a different story that we'll talk about later on in the show, but I couldn't believe that they called a taunting penalty on that in favor of the Titans. I hated that call. I hated the Julio Jones touchdown that wasn't a touchdown, and I hated the missed safety call. The refs were bad today, but regardless, the result is in favor of the Titans, and the question that I want to start off with, your Two Rivers Ford take. Let me know in the comment section. Oh, you'll forgive me if this looks a little clunky. This is the first time that I've had to stand up while doing primetime because our setup is a little different when we're on the road. But your Two Rivers Ford take, what one word describes the Titans' win in Seattle? Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together in the comments section what one word describes the Titans' victory here at Lumen Field give me your response in the comment section. We'll talk about it together. We will talk about it All together, as soon as I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. The Build For You uh, program at Two Rivers Ford is something that they are incredibly proud to offer. Two Rivers Ford is the best car dealership in all of Tennessee, as far as I'm concerned, just Middle Tennessee, but all of Tennessee. But they also provide to you award winning customer service. That's why, with the Build For You program, if you don't find the car that you want on the lot when you visit them in Mount Juliet, you can order any model, any color, any customization that you want and Two Rivers Ford will get that vehicle put together for you and deliver it to your door. It's all it's one of the many things that makes Two Rivers Ford a an exceptional, nay, not not even an exceptional, but the best car buying experience in all of Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or do your window shopping online at tworiversford.com. Uh so what one word describes this victory today for the Titans? Uh, grinding says Jeremy Graham on Facebook. It was indeed that Tina Riddle just says, damn all caps. And there was a lot of that as well. I can tell you Antonio Collier says needed Chris Frazier tries to make tighten up one word, Chris. We will not accept that because it is in fact two, And I will not allow your grammatical, uh, incorrectness, which I don't even think is a correct word. Incorrectness. I don't know either way. One word Chris to describe, the Titans win. Matt M back uh, Bass Bassinus or Bacinus. Either way, Matt on Facebook says Pruitt <laughs> Michael Pruitt, the Duke of Nashville. Indeed, he had a big game. I did not think that Michael Pruitt would be among the game-changing participants in the proceedings on the field behind me, but indeed he was to really get that team some juice. Right there was forward momentum because of a lot of plays and a lot of penalties that Michael Pruitt drew. Against the Seahawks, that which was a big part of that. Philan says, amazing. Relief for Jason Lampkins. And Tristan Claiborne says, electric. You know what my one word is? My one word is fat. And it's only fat because it can't be two words because otherwise I'd break the rules of my own game. My one word is fat because Fat Randy hit the game-winning field goal. Uh, How does that feel and what kind of your emotions when it went through? Uh, it's been great. It's been a crazy week just to kind of get here and get acclimated. Uh but to be able to cap it off like that and you know have a locker room going wild and crazy after uh, kind of last week and everything it's it's been a, it's been a lot of fun just being here. So that was that was Randy Bullock earlier not not 20 minutes ago. I just pulled that video off my phone from the uh, locker room availability. We shot it over to producer Reed, he put it together and we have that available for you on the primetime show. It's a new feature since we didn't used to have video available to us on the road now we can utilize that uh unique tool but that's fat randy randy bullock the titans new kicker who was on the practice squad and was brought in this week he was four of five on the day did not miss an extra point uh and was was really really strong uh throughout the course of that game now ultimately ultimately Randy Bullock is going to is going to be the Titans' kicker moving forward, and he has a. He's listen. He's not perfect. He's been a lot of different places in the NFL. And Mike Vrabel said he was happy for him, but he said it was kind of like you know when the first time. And I don't relate to this because I don't have kids, but Mike Vrabel said it was like the first time you put your kids in a car to like go hang out with their friends without adult supervision. Uh, he said you know it's a Jesus take the wheel type situation when you're driving and you're setting up your kicker for a field goal, especially. When Mike Vrabel has pointed out to us before that they have literally had eleven kickers throughout the course of the at least two years. Well, I guess, yeah, two years. No, now three years, including twenty twenty one. Three years since so twenty nineteen. The, the Titans have had eleven kickers, incu- including my man Randy, who hit the game winner uh, today. Only dad bods for kickers from now on, says Twin Nuba Two on Twitch. Uh, Brandon Roberts says it should have never came down to a kick. Walk off safety would have and should have been the more epic finish. Horrible, yeah. The officiating was bad today, Brandon. But listen, here's here's what I'll say to you because even though it wasn't the more epic finish, I don't know how you could call what took place on that field behind me. I don't know how you could call that anything but epic, regardless of whether it was a walk off safety or a game winning kick. I thought that Randy Bullock in the clutch came through multiple times. Hell, he was the reason that the Titans were in that game at all, because they. It, it reminded me, honestly, and this game last year didn't go to overtime, but the Minnesota Vikings game in week three, right? Where, uh, where Steven Goskowski has had all manner of problems through the first couple of weeks, uh, Denver specifically in week one, and then Jacksonville in week two, he didn't look great. And so they, come into, they go to Minnesota in week three last year, right? And by the grace of Stephen Goskowski's foot were they only able to find the, their way back into that game. That's what this game reminded me a lot of. Now this was a lot more uh, exciting. This was a lot this was the first time that I've been to Seattle and even through, you know, this is, these are glass doors, gl- uh, glass windows, uh, <laughs> thick glass windows that I am sitting behind when I'm in the press box. Uh, and uh, I mean the environment was insane. You could hear it. the, the stadium shook. When they hit uh, Tyler Lockett for that, what was it, a 68-yard touchdown, I believe? Uh, one of one of many long touchdowns. That was a 63-yard touchdown in the second quarter, uh, according to my handy-standy stat sheet. 63-yard touchdown in the second quarter, and the whole, I mean, 68,000-plus shook this building, so much so that I heard it through the walls and the glass in the stadium. But it was an epic comeback. Coming back, 24 points uh, so 24 to nine was the margin for the Seahawks, I believe at halftime, if that was, yeah, 24 to nine at halftime, because Carson, uh, Chris Carson hit the one yard touchdown run after the Ryan Tannehill had the, uh, after Ryan Tannehill got strip sacked. That's his third turnover in now two games, whereas he only lost one, uh, one fumble all of last season. He's been under some considerable pressure and we'll talk about the offensive line here in just a second but for for my money man uh, my one word is fat because fat only because i can't make fat randy into one word this man was exceptional when it mattered most now what i'll say to you is is randy randy bullock has a track record right there's a reason that he's available and there will be moments when that uh when that faith that they just experienced out on the field when that's tested and hell it was tested today in that uh in the one miss that he did have from 30 no from 46 yards the game winner was from 36 yards his miss was from 44 uh for Randy Bullock he will have another opportunity he will have several opportunities you know to test your faith to test the team's faith and really to trust to, to test his own competency because Randy Bullock's been in the in the NFL a long time and and you know I I associate Randy a lot more with misses than I do with makes but today for the Titans he, uh, he provided an essential service, and that was to keep them involved throughout the course of their struggles when they stalled out in the red zone like they did until, you know, Derrick Henry had three second-half touchdowns and, and caved the Seattle Seahawks' defense in. Uh, Jesse Bailey says he would like to take a minute to realize that the halftime vote of our faith in Titans winning, and I said eight. Oh, so you're talking, so I, I guess they did this on the, uh, I guess they did this on, the, on Austin and Zach's halftime show. Um, Jesse says, I would like to take a minute to realize that the halftime vote of our faith in Titans winning, I said an eight and no one else said, says under a five, including Zach and Austin Titan up faithfully believer for life. No we- fair weather fan here. Well, Jesse, it's not even, it's not even about fair weather, buddy. They sucked. They sucked last week and they sucked for a good portion of this first half. AJ Brown did not have a good day the, the margin of victory, the missed opportunities that he had specifically. I mean, I think I had him, I think I had him at four drops, uh, and ultimately ending up with, let me check his receiving total. He caught, he caught three passes, was targeted nine times. So he dropped six balls, uh, three catches for 43 yards, and it should have been exponentially more. Now it's funny that Derek Henry caught as many to uh, as as many passes as julio jones today so they both tied for the lead uh as the as the receivers uh, julio having a much larger receiving total um six catches for 128 but Derek six catches for 55 they they had some a lot of missed opportunities listen the offensive line was not good taylor Lewan got hurt in pregame we still don't know what's happening with them mike vrabel wouldn't comment on it as is the custom with mike and uh and ty sambraylo who you'll hear from here in just a second, handled all these things well. But what one word describes this victory for the Titans? They're first on the season against the, uh, the. listen, the Seahawks are a very, very capable and competent team. And this was a win in a hostile environment, a hostile environment the Titans haven't played in since, what, 2020, January 2020 in the AFC title game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And this was a hell of a lot louder, even than the AFC title game. I was at, I have been at both places and heard both crowds this was uh, this was something unique. See, Seattle, when they say it's the loudest environment in all the NFL, uh, there is there is no over-exaggeration there. There's no hyperbole there. This place bumps, and it was really, really cool. But a test, and you saw the Titans offense get progressively better throughout the course of that game. That's the kind of progress you're looking to see from a team that, is, that was struggling coming into this. Uh, Josh says his one word is resilience, and We'll get back to that here in just a second, right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code a 2 z Sports is how you get in on all the action, all kinds of profit boosts and odds bonuses the DraftKings Sportsbook offers. Make sure you use that promo code a 2 z Sports. That's A-T-O-Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and they'll hook you up, whether it be college football, the NFL, the MLB postseason is getting ready to be upon us all manner of uh, all manner of prop bets in games. Uh, They have all all kinds of great parlays that you can get involved with. Same day parlays, DraftKings Sportsbook using the promo code A2Z Sports is how you get in on all the action. Uh, So what one word describes the Titans victory today? Uh, Trenny doesn't give me one word, but he says, who needs Taylor (sighs) Lewan?" Yeah, you know, I got a lot of tweets about Got a lot of tweets about one and zero without Taylor Lawan, and and that should be noted. And on and on and on it goes. Listen, you're better with Taylor than you are without Taylor. Um, there's no question. There's no question that you're better with Lawan than you are without Lawan. Now Lawan has to be healthy, and it's clear that he is not. He tweaked his knee today in pregame warmups. I wasn't out on the field yet, but I talked to Teron Davenport and Jim Wyatt, who were as i was still on my way over from the hotel i did my pregame radio show and then came out here and got down on the field and lawan had literally just gone in so listen taylor's not right right now it's clear and obvious to everybody but there is no question that you need taylor lawan on the field if he's 100% healthy if he's not 100% and even if he's not 100% healthy even if taylor lawan is 80% of taylor lawan even if he's 75% of taylor lawan he's one of the better left tackles in the nfl he's not he's not joe thomas He's not uh, Trent Williams he's not oh who's another great left tackle in football right now that's paid like it I don't I don't have one off the top of my head to uh, to to pull from but he's not one of these all pro caliber guys but he's still he's still top 10 top 15 and that's more than you can say about Ty Sambrello who played admirably today but just doesn't have the physical talent that Luan does. So who needs Taylor Lewan? You need Taylor Lewan, and uh, but you need Taylor Lewan to get right before he can be of real value to you, to you out on the field today, uh, or moving forward into the future. What one? Tyrone Smith is another one. Says Eli. Uh, is that a barber jacket? Says Evan C. White. I don't know what brand it is that I'm wearing today, but uh, I know that it's nice and I know that it's comfortable. I know it's warm because it's pretty chilly in Seattle. Um, most players don't come back the next year successful after an ACL injury says uh who said that on twitter that was from josh tn 33 on twitter um i would say to you that uh, you know lawan is not helped by from the idea that bud dupree has played almost all of the snaps in both of these games right the optics aren't great but he is he is something he is something that uh bud dupree is somebody that is going to is going to have these same kinds of same kinds of hurdles to clear it just seems that his he is physically handling them better than Taylor Lawan is at the moment. But my one word to describe the Titans victory as I mentioned was fat because fat Randy is not one word but fat is the only way to put it. And that is what got the Titans the win and kept them in the game today. Let's move on and let's talk about this offensive line more at length on A to Z Sports Primetime live from Lumen Field in Seattle where the Titans have just beaten the Seahawks in overtime 33 to Thirty. The question that I have for you regarding the offensive line is: I want your confidence level right now, on a scale of one to ten, because they finished strong, but it was not—it was not a pleasant experience for sixty minutes plus overtime. Uh, what is your what is your level of concern about this Tennessee Titans offensive line on a scale of one to ten? Give me your answer on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address. Without the stress, GaryAshton.com is where you go for the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, That's who I used in buying my dream home. I could not be happier with my home. It's also who John Robinson uses. It's also who John Hines, the head coach of the Nashville Predators, uses because – The Preds, uh, excuse me, the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage is also the official real estate agent of the Predators. So if you want to get your dream address without the stress, or if you want to sell your home for more and have the best intel while doing so, visit GaryAshton.com and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Scale of 1 to 10, what is your concern about the Tennessee Titans offensive line situation? right now uh let's see bradley wolf says he is a six mark wasco on facebook live agrees titans eight two titan eight two five one says five have a tough defense next week that will be looking for a win yeah the colts man i didn't see the entirety of that game uh but it sounds like they made a pretty good push at the end after i after i savaged carson wentz i saw a couple bad plays from carson wentz and i You know, I said something on Twitter like, uh, contrary to popular offseason tropes, he's not very good at professional football, Then apparently he had a pretty good good second half of that game before getting injured, and then Jacob Eason had to come in. So, listen, the Colts, a lot of injuries today to quarterbacks. I saw Tyrod Taylor went down. I saw Carson Wentz went down. Tua, Tonga Vailoa, um, Andy Dalton. There was a lot of quarterback issues today across the league. And uh and given that we're talking about an offensive line, Brian Tannehill got smoked a couple times. One by Bobby Wagner, which was uh which was just free release uh, teeing off on Tannehill's skull, basically. And he was grunting and groaning a little bit when he got up to the podium to talk to us. But on a scale of one to ten, what is your level of concern? Puka says she's at an eight on Twitter. J- James Jason brought Bronham? Yeah, Bronham says he's an eight on Facebook Live. Johnny Lee's not worried. He says he's at a four. Uh, Colts have a uh, lot of injuries too, says Puka. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot. There's a lot there too. The injuries in the league this year just feel. I don't know. I feel like we say that every year, but I feel like they're they're pretty bad. Taylor Lewan is lumped into one of these, and that was a pregame injury. That was something that didn't happen uh, between the what uh, they on the field of play. Um, so for the Tennessee Titans, you know, Lewan gets injured in pregame warmups, tweaks his knee. And then it's Ty Sambrelo's job. It's not Kendall Lamb. Kendall Lamb was horrendous when they put him in at left tackle last week when LeJuan was dealing with cramps. Uh, so for Ty Sambrelo, I asked him today in the post-game press conference, you know, he's been in that position before. How do you, how do you kind of adjust to it? And this was Ty Sambrelo, not 30 minutes ago. So he's a quick shot of adrenaline and then uh, kind of just go into uh, the process that, you know, every game is. So... Um, Obviously, it's different, but the same. So it's just kind of a lot of, you know, relying on uh, techniques and training and practice. But it looked like. Left tackle for the day, Ty Sambrello speaking on his opportunity and, and how the Titans kind of pulled their act together. Now, the protection was bad. And uh, Lawan wasn't the only one who got hurt today, by the way. Roger Saffold got injured twice and did not return. On the second time, he was ruled questionable with a shoulder injury. He did come back in, but did have to exit the game again later on. So, this is something that, you know, Aaron Brewer and Ty Brelo can play well in, in spots, but how long are you comfortable relying upon them? Now, you relied on Tyson Brelo not that long last year, right? Because he also got injured um, and it was unclear what his injury was, but it did take him some time to get back, even as training camp began. So on a scale of one to ten, based on how much Ryan Tannehill's getting hit right now, man, I'd say I'm I'm probably about a seven. I say I don't, I'm I'm sitting I'm sitting here at about a seven right now with my confidence level uh, or my concern level rather about the Tennessee Titans offensive line. It's a problem and uh, and it needs to be addressed. I thought the play calling was a lot better tonight um, or this afternoon, I guess night in uh, in Nashville. As it's uh, what is it after nine o'clock? There, I'm I'm on Pacific time. I'm like disoriented by by being on the West Coast like this. I love it for the purposes of sports because football started at 10 a.m. today, but uh, but for for prime time, I'm like out of whack. Uh, with with the with the play calling, I thought they got better. I thought they adjusted to the issues that they had up front. Even though it wasn't perfect, they they found ways to get through. On a scale of one to ten, my concern level is a seven. About the Tennessee Titans' offensive line situation, it's problematic right now, and uh, and we will see. Uh, again, we we won't know what happened with Taylor Lewan because Mike Vrabel is going to tell us. And I, uh, you know, I shot I shot a few texts out pregame to see what was going on, and and nobody was really willing to speak on the situation. Now, I don't know that he had undergone medical evaluation by then. I don't know whether they were going through the process with him. All I know is he's not playing, um, and it's a problem. It's going to be a problem if he's not healthy down the stretch. Because as, as good as Sam Brelo and Questenberry were his fill-ins last year, there's no question that Taylor Lewan is better in pass protection than either of those two. He's more capable of handling, even though last week went the way it was, went the way it did. And I know a lot of people are going to throw Chandler Jones in his face about it. Listen, Taylor Lewan, it, it's quantifiable how much worse they got on third and six plus in 2020 after he was injured in that week six game at home against the Texans. Uh, Chris Frazier says he's a, he's a five. Um, let's see why well, Lewis Garza says, Isaiah Wilson. Yeah. It would help if the Titans had a couple of their top picks at tackle available to them. Now, uh, uh, Dylan Raidens was active today. It's his first NFL game, re- regular season game, real game, the first game active for Dylan Raidens. Um, and so from that standpoint, you know, uh, I mean, I guess you can hope that he's coming along. He didn't have to play today. He wasn't the backup guard when Saffold went down. It was Aaron Brewer, who I think everybody would say is the is the superior option at this point. And we all we've been down the Isaiah Wilson road before. There's no point in redredging that up. But I will say to you that it's it moments like this is when it bites you in the ass to miss on a lot of uh, on a lot of draft picks. And the Titans, like whether they've they're outright misses yet or not, Christian Fulton looks like a stud. Christian Fulton is the redeeming uh, grace of last year's draft class because Darrington Evans is still not playing and practicing. Um, obviously, he's on IR. And, you know, Lorel Murchison is playing a lot of snaps, so you, you feel pretty good about at least him as a participant, if not an impact player. But these that Caleb Farley was ruled out on Friday, didn't even make the trip. At some point, these things, and they're already starting to accumulate, particularly at the tackle spot. Uh, how's Isaiah's music coming along? Says Drian, you know, I don't know. I haven't checked in with, uh, with Gigi Bowser in quite some time, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he's out there killing it. Hopefully he goes platinum by now. Uh, Isaiah has got eight followers on Spotify now says Abdi, uh, on Twitter. Well, good for him. You know, I, I listen, I honestly, I wish him all the su- success in the world. I just hope that nothing bad happens because he seems to be on a trajectory where something could happen to him that is not ideal. And, uh, for, for that purpose, I would say that, uh, you know, I, I really do wish him all the best. I really do. Uh, Fulton has to be the MVP today says Cam Myatt. He shadowed Metcalf all day, kept him in check, which is no small task. He really did. He really did. I don't think he's the MVP. I think that's Bullock. Uh, I think that's fat Randy, but, um, but I would say to you that they don't win that game today without Christian Fulton. They really don't. Um, and he spoke to us at the podium. You're not going to hear from Christian Fulton tonight. But you will hear from Julio Jones coming up next. Because the question that I have for you, the uh, gone, or excuse me, this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this weekend, it was Julio Jones touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. So I'm asking you, fair or foul? Was it a touchdown for Julio Jones? Julio Jones touchdown that was not a touchdown. You will hear from number two in two-tone blue momentarily right after I tell you About our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B R Y M A K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They will put you in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change. In Seattle, it's already already 50 and overcast. Well, it's perpetually 50 and overcast in Seattle, but in Nashville, the seasonal change will be upon us soon. You want to make sure that your heating and cooling uh, units are operating at a high level. So give Brymac Mechanical a look at brymak Chris Hamby, uh, who owns Brymac Mechanical, was texting me throughout the entirety of the game. I have to hit Chris back after we wrap up because we were talking about we were talking about all the officiating because the officiating was really bad, which, of course, leads us into Julio Jones. Touchdown that wasn't a touchdown. Fair foul, wasn't a touchdown. Titan 8251 says touchdown all day. Uh, juicebox six seven six seven eight says was not enough evidence to overturn. Valan says, heck yes, that was a touchdown. Baseball rules for, uh, for Roy L. Wright. I saw green, which means, hang on. I saw green, which means he was in. All the angles that I saw made it seem like he was in. Um, but unfortunately for Julio Jones, it was ruled not a touchdown. And this was his explanation of that particular play after the game. Uh, that Except that's not Julio Jones. That's Fat Randy. <laughs> Nah, I don't. I mean, I control what I can control, right? So, um, whatever they um, ruled it, they said it was um, wasn't a touchdown. So, my mindset and mentality is just get the next play. We just got to go in there and play ball. Did you take a peek or ever see a replay or a picture of it? <laughs> oh yeah, the guys just I just saw it. Um, but I felt like I was in um, once I caught the ball because I looked down, caught the ball, secured the catch, one foot down, second foot down, <clears throat> and I felt like I scored. You know, but, I mean, it's not my place um, to do their job. It's their, it's their job. They're professionals at what they do. Um, you know, they, they try to make every call the best judgment um, they can do. Um, like I said, it's not my job to go out there and officiate the game. We don't have- That's Julio Jones talking about the touchdown that was overturned. He said he thought he was in. He, had, he even had the presence of mind to catch the ball, secure the catch, look down, two feet in touchdown, but, you know, Mike Vrabel talked about this after after the game as well in his post-game media availability and basically said, listen, they've got a new officiating, a head of officiating, there's some, it's a handful of new refs out there, you know, they make the call that they make, and it's, it's bang, bang, and, you know, their judgment is their judgment, and we have to go by that, and as Julio Jones put it in his own words, you control what you can control, and that is indeed outside of his control, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I thought I really thought it was a touchdown. We watched millions of replays in the press box up here. I've looked at the play a million times over on my phone. I saw the screenshots of his heel down and not hitting the white, even though it's right there so close. I I just don't understand how the Internet can do the referee's job better than the referees can when all of the replay is available to them in real time. Now, I know there's a lot of pressure, and I know you're dealing with a hostile environment here in Seattle. But you know, ultimately, your your task is to get it right. And uh, and today, you know, the the Titans weren't going to say it because that comes with fines and all kinds of uh, all kinds of issues when you publicly criticize the officiating. But it's clear they thought it was a touchdown too. So, you know, it's not the Des Bryant catch or a non-catch from a couple of years ago in the playoffs. I think that was against it's either against the Lions or the Packers. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been a couple of years, but apparently, we're still trying to figure out what the hell a catch is. And uh, and according to According to the officiating crew today, uh, that was not a touchdown catch. So I thought it was fair, but the officiating thought it was foul, and such, it was removed from the score. Uh, that was a touchdown, says Matt S. Ravens just scored, says Brad Lifford. Yeah, I, I'm. I i do not have the. Uh, I don't have Sunday Night Football on right now. That the TVs are behind me, not in front of me. So I figure I better focus on the uh, focus on the show since it's it's going to be a later one. Or it has been a later one, and we're going to keep it pretty brief to get you guys back to Sunday night football. But um, yeah, it was it was fair. It was fair to me. I thought it was a touchdown, but you know, I'm not the one calling the game because if I was calling the game, Titans wouldn't have gotten uh, Titans wouldn't have got that call. Uh, not on AJ Brown, but the defender who was on AJ Brown that had clearly beat him down the field, and then there was a taunting flag thrown after the fact uh, in a high leverage situation. It was just dumb. Uh, Bookie Fresh wants to know how was Seattle? Man, Seattle's cool. I couldn't live here because the weather is the weather is something else. Um, the weather is something else. But uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be here tomorrow. I'm gonna do radio from Seattle tomorrow. I'm just gonna do it in my hotel room from 10 to 1 on 1045 the zone. We're gonna break it all down. We're gonna take gonna take your calls. Um, but Seattle's incredible. The food was great, the people were fantastic, this stadium is badass. Um, it was all such a great experience. And I'm I'm happy listen, this is the first time that I've been out on a road trip. Well, I went to Baltimore and Indy last year, but it's been a long time since we've done this on the road like normal. And Man, I can't tell you how good it feels to be able to be back and be doing this the way that we have done this uh, for quite some time. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy what remains of your weekend. Been great to see you guys. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. Oh, by the way, tomorrow's primetime show, because my flight home interrupts the primetime schedule. Tomorrow's primetime show is going to be at uh at four thirty Central Time, four thirty p.m. Central Time. It's we had to we had to move it up because my flight's later in the evening tomorrow to get home. I'm having to stay here and do radio. There was the option to get a red eye back, but then I was scared I was going to miss radio tomorrow morning because uh, my flight was supposed to land at nine fifty four and my radio show starts at ten. So uh, prime time will be earlier tomorrow and then back to the normal schedule um, as we do Sunday to Thursday night at eight p.m. Central Time or when there's a late game thereabouts enjoy the rest of your evening always fun to catch up with you guys again we'll see you on 104.5 the zone tomorrow and we'll break down this game in much much greater detail and uh you know I would say I'm not tired yet but this time change has messed me up and I'm severely tired so I'm gonna take a nap now